Good evening, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to the Gleaned Podcast. Uh, just do us a little favor. If you're on uh, Facebook or YouTube, click the little like button and also the share button. And also in the comments, just comment and let us know where you're from. And during the podcast, if you have any questions uh, or prayer requests uh, that you'd like for us to pray about or questions you'd like to answer, feel free to comment and we will get to those questions as soon as possible. And uh, we want to uh, be able to let everybody understand about God's will to heal and that healing is for today. And we also are on uh, iTunes and the podcast, uh, Spotify, and several others. So if you like us or follow us on Facebook, uh, you'll also be able to get to all of those different uh, formats that the Glean podcast will be on. But with no further ado, we're going to jump back into healing. And what we had talked about last week ending was about are there ways that you could prevent healing or, you know, I've had people ask the question before, you know, what's preventing my healing? Because I I have personally, I know you have, I know Josh has, mm-hmm. we've seen people healed instantly but we've also seen people healed gradually. And, you know, um, there's been instances in my own personal life where I've received a healing instantly, and then others were gradually. Um, what would you say to someone that, uh, that maybe is believing God right now for a healing, but it, it, it just seems like it's not there yet? Uh, well, I'll answer that in just a minute, but, uh, before I do, I'd just like to, you know, say how much I've enjoyed being able to share the truth of God's Word uh, concerning these things because, uh, you know, you'd think of because of uh, people like Oral Roberts who had a tremendous healing ministry, you know, uh, many years ago and Kenneth Hagan and T.L. Osborne and men like that, uh, you'd think everybody would know but you run into so many people, uh, you know, like we were talking last week, that uh, they, they, I think most Christians believe God has the power, that God can do anything, but they're not sure if he will do it for them. Right. And so that's why we were talking about the fact, you know, that you, you have to settle it. First of all, you have to settle it in your heart and in your mind, that it's God's will to heal you, period. And uh, yes, there can be uh, things that uh, can hinder healing, but uh, let me first answer the part that, you know, sometimes uh, we pray and we can receive instantly, as you said. Uh, Even in Jesus's ministry, Mm -hmm. you'll find that uh, there were people that, you know, most of them, I think, that he ministered to in healing were healed immediately. But then there were others that it was a process over over time. Right. Uh, you know, for instance, like uh, the uh, man whose son was at home sick, and, uh, you know, he went and asked Jesus if he would come and heal him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he said, I think the man, you know, realized that— uh, you know, that he didn't have to come to his house. 
if he'd just say the word. And so Jesus said, uh, go thy way, thy son liveth. Mm-hmm. You know? And so he believed. Mm-hmm. And so he he went. I'm sure he had some people with him, and he went back to his home. And uh, when he got home, I think they met him before he even got all the way back home. And uh, they said, you know, your son lives. And his, his uh, father asked, said, what time did he begin yeah. to amend? You know, in other words, he was not healed instantly, but gradually over a period of hours, mm-hmm. he began to amend or to get well. And uh, they told him yesterday at such and such an hour. Mm-hmm. And he knew that was the same time right. when Jesus said, uh, go thy way, thy son liveth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, you know, sometimes when you pray, you receive instantly. Sometimes it's a process. Uh, it's like Mark eleven twenty four says, what things soever you desire when you be- uh, pray, believe that you receive. Mm-hmm. So when do we do the believing? When we pray. When we pray. You don't wait until you see the manifestation right. of what you're praying for and then say, oh, well, I believe now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that don't work. You have to believe when you pray that it, you're praying the will of God, that it's God's will to heal you, and uh, you believe you receive it. The manifestation may not come instantly. Right. Like I said, sometimes it does. Sometimes it's over a, a period of time. Uh, matter of fact, I've, uh, uh, you know, I've received uh, a few instant miracles in my life but of healing, but then there's other times that I've prayed. I, I felt like I had the same faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe the Word of God, standing on the Word of God, confessing the Word of God, and uh, I just had to stand uh, sometime two, three weeks, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'd almost forgot about it, and all of a sudden I'd realize, hey, hey, my, I, I don't have that pain anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm healed, you mm-hmm. know, and either way, it's still a miracle of healing, right. and you thank God for it, whether it's instant or over a process of time, you thank God for it, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, sometimes, you know, God even works through doctors, I mean, right. uh, and as we've said on the previous broadcast, we're we're certainly not against medical science, no. uh, against medical doctors, we thank God for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and sometimes God will work through that avenue. It depends on where your faith is. Right. And so uh, no matter how much the person that's doing the praying, if, you know, say if say if I were praying for you, right. for instance, uh, I, I could believe in healing with all my heart, mm-hmm. with every ounce of my being. I believe, you know, and pray for you. But still, you know, it, God would meet you on the level of your faith. Right. <clears throat> and I've seen that happen many times over the years in praying for people. Uh, I remember uh, when I, uh, you know, was working uh, at the bridge department in Stanley County, and uh, there was a man that worked in the maintenance part, and uh, his wife uh, had that crippling arthritis, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, he uh, had, you know, heard us on the radio. I had a, 
a radio program back in those days. And uh, he had heard me preach on the radio. And so he knew that we believed in healing. And he asked me uh, one day out there, he was filling his truck up with fuel. And I was fueling up the work truck that we used. And uh, he asked me if I would pray for her. Mm-hmm. I said, sure, I will. And uh, so I, I prayed with him right there, you know, while I was fueling up the truck. And uh, we agreed together for healing for his wife. And uh, I don't know, several days went by. And, uh, uh, well, maybe actually I think it was more like two weeks or so had went by. And I saw him again out there one day. And uh, I asked him, uh, they lived up off of Highway 73. Uh, and uh, I said, uh, by the way, I said, how is your wife doing? He said, oh, said she, she's doing fine. Said she's about dug the whole yard, uh, <laughs> planting flowers and doing all kinds of things, you know. But uh, she was not healed instantly. But over several days, mm-hmm. she got well, completely right. well, free of that crippling arthritis, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, so, again, we understand that God has to meet you on the level of your faith. Mm -hmm. I think I shared uh, last week about praying for this lady that uh, uh, had to have hip replacement surgery. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had, uh, you know, they were, her and her husband were shut-ins, you know, and uh, wasn't able to get out. So a friend of theirs, another lady, had asked us to come to their home and teach on faith and healing, you know. And, of course, I was glad to do that. I I don't know. It's just always a joy for me to be able to share the truths that I have learned over these years, uh, you know, in God's Word and helping people. Right. I mean, that that's our desire and should be the desire of every minister mm-hmm. and uh, even the average believer. You know, it should be our desire as born-again Christian, to be able to encourage and minister to others and help them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that's the heart of God, you know. Right. And uh, so anyway, you know, we went there for about six weeks straight uh, every Thursday night and taught on faith and healing. And uh, it was getting close to the time that she was supposed to have that surgery. And, uh, you know, she, she just just all of a sudden just blurted it out, said, well, I believe, I believe that. I believe God will heal me. And uh, I I got real excited, and I I thought, well, praise God, now's the time to pray. Yeah. And so some of us gathered around her and laid hands on her and prayed for her. And, uh, you know, we were praising God for her healing and everything. And uh, But yet she went to the doctor, and they did the surgery, Mm-hmm. on her and she done fine you mm-hmm. know and done one and then uh, several months later did the other one and uh, I, I remember going by her house they lived out off of 2427 there past Indy and uh, you know I'd go by there going to Albemarle and she'd be out I'd see her out in the yard there where her and her husband live uh, digging in her flowers and mm-hmm. things like that so I knew she was healed all right but what bothered me was I was expecting, with my faith, mm-hmm. I was expecting her to be healed instantly. Mm-hmm. In other words, I just thought God will just zap her, you yeah. know, and she's going to be healed. 
I believed it with every fiber of my being. And uh, so because she had to go th- to the doctors, you mm-hmm. know, had the surgery and come through fine, uh, I, it bothered me because I'm, I'm believing for an instant miracle for right. her, you know. And uh, I was questioning God about that because, it bothered me, uh, you know. I thought, well, I want did I not pray right, or uh, was there something I might have taught that wasn't exactly right, uh, you know? And I, I, I want to know. I said, you know, uh, God, what? How come she wasn't healed? He said, I did heal her. Well, I knew she was all right, but see, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, how come you didn't zap her? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. And uh, so, so I said, well, I, I know she's all right, but I want to know how come you didn't heal her. Mm-hmm. And he said, I said I did, and uh, I started. You know, I'm a little slow sometimes, <laughs> but I'll eventually get it. Uh, and. Uh, so I started to go through the same. I know she's all right, Lord, but I I want to know. He said, and the Lord, I, I didn't hear an audible voice, right. but I heard it in my spirit. And he was a little bit stern this time. He said, I said I did heal her. Well, that got my attention. I, I said I better be quiet and mm-hmm. listen, you know. And he said, do you remember what she said? He said, there was nothing wrong with what you prayed. There was nothing wrong with what you taught them because you taught them my word. Mm -hmm. But he said, do you remember what she said? And as soon as he said those words, I I said, oh, my Lord. I said, I I got it now. Uh, You see, he said, she said, when I believe God will heal me. Mm -hmm. And you see, that's all I heard. Mm-hmm. But then when Jesus asked me, said, do you remember what she said? She added, said, but I believe I'll, that God will use the doctors. Right. And you see, no matter what I was believing, God had to meet her on her level of faith. Right. And uh, so, you know, thank God. Either way, she got well mm-hmm. and healed, you know. And uh, so, like I said, we're, we're certainly not opposed to medical Science and right. doctors, thank God for them. Mm-hmm. They can help us, you know. Right. Most of them, I think, you know, want to help people like we do. You yeah. Know? And they use the gifts that they have, the talents they have, and we use the gifts and the talents that right. we have to try to help people. So, you know, the thing is that if you pray and uh, you don't receive instant results, that don't mean God is saying no. Right. It just means you keep standing in faith based upon the Word of God. Right. And uh, so, you know, if, if you'll stand on the Word of God, uh, it'll eventually, the manifestation of the healing will take place in your body. Hebrews ten twenty three. Uh, my wife and I, when we do our devotions every morning, uh, you know, part of what we pray is we thank God for healing, health, and wholeness, Every single day in our life right. that your healing power is at work in us, mm-hmm. making us well, making us whole. And we base our faith upon your word. First Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes you were healed. Mark eleven twenty four. what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to our confession of faith without wavering. For God is faithful that promised. Right. And so 
that's we make that confession every right. morning yeah. and thank God for healing and health and wholeness to be able to do what he's called us to do, that we can minister the word of God, that we can help people, encourage people. And, uh, uh you know, we, 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 uh, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. But you see, you, you can't change your confession, right? A lot. Of, that's what hinders a lot of people. It's not the only thing, and we we'll get to some of the other in just a minute. But, but uh, you know, a person might be one minute they'll be saying, "Well, praise God." They maybe they feel the power of God, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I believe I'm healed. I believe I got it. And then a day or two later, they may have a pain or something shoot through their mm-hmm. body. Well, may 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 maybe I, I I'm not healed. I thought I was. Well, you see, what they're doing is they're being double-minded. Right. And the book of James tells us, Mm -hmm. James chapter 1, I believe it's verse 7, he said, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. See, you can't be double-minded about the Word. You either believe it or you don't. Right. And I know that uh, you, you can believe God in your heart, have faith in your heart, and your mind be giving you a fit. Right. What makes you think God's going to heal you? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it because his word says it. Right. And God's not a liar. Mm-hmm. God don't lie. And so uh, you just have to resist those thoughts, cast those negative thoughts down mm-hmm. and saying, uh, you know, I believe God's going to, not going to, I believe I've received healing by faith because God's word promises it. Mm-hmm. You see, so I believe I've received it. And it's up to God to bring the manifestation into my body. And so I can't say, well, maybe I felt a power of the Holy Spirit come upon me. And, oh, I believe I'm well. But then a couple of days later, pain hit you. And you said, well, I, I, thought, I thought I was here, but maybe I'm not. No, you can't talk like that. Right. You have to resist that, cast that thought down irregardless of what you feel like mm-hmm. or look like or anything else, and believe simply because the Word of God has promised it right. and your healing will come. Right. So confession is an important part in receiving because yeah. you were talking about there in James 1, if you go on down, he talks about the tongue. He likens it into a uh, he li- uh, likens it to like a rudder on a ship. Mm-hmm. Even though that rudder is small and that ship is massive, it controls the direction of that ship. Yeah. So your confession is something very important. Um, like you say, it you know, and people can get on the ditch on either in any side of that because you know you've had people that. Oh, throwing up, you know, and you look at them and they throwing up all over the place. Are you sick? No, no, I'm not sick. You know, by his stripes. I mean, well, I believe by his stripes he's sick, but you are sick. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to believe God for your healing. But at the same time, the Bible also says when the, the seed is sown immediately, the enemy comes to steal. to steal that seed. So a lot of times you may receive a healing, but that pain come back a little bit or as soon as you you receive it, the enemy gets in your mind and begins to pull at that seed that was sown to tell you, oh, you're not healed. See, you're feeling that again. You mm-hmm. you if if Jesus loved you and really healed you, you would already be well. So a lot of it has to do with our confession, but also confession is one way 
that can prevent you from receiving healing. Um, but also, what about people that pray and believe God for a healing, but want to blatantly live in sin? Well, that that don't work because uh, uh, sin uh, can hinder a person from receiving their healing. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, in the fifth chapter of John's gospel, uh, I got it turned here. Let me look at it and I'll read it just real quick. In the fifth chapter of John, uh, it said, beginning at the second verse, he said, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And uh, so there's a lot of people believe that that part wasn't really true, that that was mm -hmm. just added. But no, I believe it's true because, uh, you know, I believe God... <laughs> You know, it, when the b Word of God was translated from the Hebrew and the Greek, I believe God had a hand in that right. and guided the people that, you know, mm -hmm. and if that wasn't meant to be in there, it right. wouldn't be in there. But it said that there was a certain man which had an infirmity 38 years. Mm -hmm. now, that's a long time to be burdened with an infirmity, mm -hmm. a sickness. And uh, he said, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? I've asked people that mm -hmm. through the years. I said, w when they come for prayer, I said, will you be healed? Will you be made whole? And uh, according to how they answer is, right. <laughs> you know, whether I, I can pray for them mm -hmm. the scripturally, scriptural right. way. And that's why it's so important to have the teaching uh, of God's Word because we have to pray because our according to the Word because our faith is based on the Word of God, the written Word of God. Mm -hmm. Faith cometh. Notice that. Faith cometh. Present tense. Mm -hmm. It comes all the time. It, it don't, you can't get by. On yesterday's faith. Right. You, you got to have faith alive, fresh mm -hmm. and new every day. Praise God. And so he said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So uh, if a person, you know, if you ask them, will you be made whole? Will you be healed? And they say, well, I hope so. You can say, well, you won't be mm -hmm. because they're hoping, you know, mm -hmm. and hope is not, hope is important, but it's not faith. Right. Hope is the goal setter. Mm -hmm. Hope is the expectation. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now when faith is? Now. Now. Like the uh, old black gentleman said one time, uh, you know, uh, right now. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it means. Faith is right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so faith is present tense. Faith now. Faith cometh by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. So, you know, we we have to sometimes have to instruct them mm -hmm. even before we can pray for them because, because uh, 
again, as we mentioned in the book of James chapter 1, he said a, a double-minded person is unstable mm-hmm. in all their ways. And they said, don't let that man or a woman or whoever, mm-hmm. don't let that person think they're going to receive anything from God. Right. That's why I've said so many times, you you might as well to start with, go ahead and settle it mm-hmm. once and for all in your heart and in your mind. It is the will of God to heal me. Right. And, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't be like the leper. God, I know you can, but will you? Right. You see, he knew, he believed God had the power. He believed Jesus mm-hmm. had the power, but he didn't know if he would or not. Right. But what did Jesus say? Made it so simple. Yeah, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, I, I'm not a theologian, but but that that that's so simple mm-hmm. that I think people stumble over it. It's so simple, right? And like one minister said, we have to, it's so simple. We have to have help to misunderstand right. it. Yeah. But it is the will of God to heal, and you know people will say, well, how, how come if it's God's will to heal, how come everybody's not healed? Well, I can a- answer your question with a question. How come everybody's not saved? Right. You see, everybody don't believe. Mm-hmm. You see, you have to believe that Jesus was God's son mm-hmm. and that God sent him to die on the cross for our sin and was rose again from the dead, risen from the dead. And he's, in Romans 10, 9, he said, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Mm-hmm. You see, you have to believe something in your heart based on the word, and you have to confess it with your mouth. Mm-hmm. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, that's verse 10, and with his mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right. So you, your faith is released by your confession. Right. That's why I said you can't say, I believe by faith I receive my healing. Mm-hmm. And then a hour later or two days later, well, I, I thought I was, but I, 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 I did guess I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I guess I just don't have enough faith. That's a lie. That's a right. lie of the devil. Right. You do have enough faith. Right. Jesus said, use the faith you have. Mm-hmm. He said, you've had faith uh, as a grain of mustard seed. Well, the mustard seed is the smallest of all seed. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, mm-hmm. he didn't say you would, yeah. but he said, you might say under mm-hmm. this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou cast in the sea, and it should obey you. Mm-hmm. You see, so it don't, it don't take a lot of faith. I was sharing with a, a guy this afternoon, uh, you know, the, the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 3, God has dealt to every man the measure mm-hmm. of faith. Somebody will say, well, how much is a measure of faith? Well, I know this. It's enough to get saved by, mm-hmm. and that's the greatest miracle of all, Yeah, to believe in the salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. So, uh, you know, you, you have to base your faith and your believing on the Word of God. And uh, Jesus asked this man, he said, will you be made whole? And he said, well, I, I, I don't have nobody to help me. Uh, well, you don't need a man. You mm-hmm. need Jesus. Right. He's the healer. Mm-hmm. You know, put your, get your eyes off of men mm-hmm. and put it on Jesus. He's the healer. And uh, I always tell people, and, I, you know, uh, 
uh, I thank God that he's been able to use me at times to bring healing to people. Uh, it it humbles me, mm-hmm. you know, to think that God could use somebody right. like me. Yeah. But uh, just to be obedient to his word, you know, we pray and believe with people and encourage them. And uh, we've seen over the years a, a lot of, uh, you know, great men. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's a, you know, a big thing or a little thing, if it affects your life, God cares about it. Right. And he wants to meet it. But when the man said, I, I don't have nobody to help me, and, you know, somebody will get in the water before me. And so Jesus thought, well, you know, it don't say here, he, but I'm sure he was thinking, well, I'll help you. Yeah. You know? And uh, in the verse 8, he said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And it said immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. And, of course, it goes on to tell, uh, you know, that they got the Pharisees and all, they got upset because he had healed on the Sabbath day. Right. Well, what difference did it make what, what day, day it is? It is. Yeah. If you need healing, you need healing. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Right. When you need healing, you need healing, you know. And so later it said Jesus, you know, had uh, uh, conveyed himself away because there's a great multitude there. And verse 14 said, Afterwards, Jesus findeth him in the temple. They was asking him, Who told you uh, to take up your bed and walk? Mm-hmm. And he didn't know because Jesus conveyed himself away. And <laughs> And it said in verse 14, Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Now notice what he said. Sin no more, Mm -hmm. lest the worst thing come unto thee. Right. So evidently, the sickness he had, the infirmity Mm -hmm. he had, was caused by a specific sin in his life. And that's why Jesus said, you know, uh, you know, be whole, you are made whole. And he said, sin, don't keep sinning mm-hmm. this sin, lest, right. lest the worst thing come. Right. And it was like uh, the paralytic you read about in the fifth chapter of Luke. You know, his friends took him up on the mm-hmm. uh, roof and took the tiling off and lowered him down. And, uh, you know, when Jesus saw their faith, See, they mm-hmm. all had faith. It, it's good. you got to have people around you, you know, mm-hmm. that, that'll encourage you and stand with you in faith. And uh, so when he saw that their faith, he said to the man, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Evidently, his paralysis was it's caused close. by some particular sin right. that he was involved in. And uh, so they got upset. You know, the religious mm-hmm. bunch. You know, that's always the ones that yeah. get up, upset. It's not the other sinners. It's it's, it's yeah. always the religious crowd that gets upset. Who does he think he is telling that man he's healed, you know, or his sins are forgiven? Uh, but, uh, you know, Jesus knew their thoughts and everything. He said, but that you may know that the Son of Man also hath power to forgive sin. He said, what's easier for me to say? Mm-hmm. Man, thy sins be forgiven thee, or take up thy bed and walk. Mm-hmm. So he just said, well, if they don't like 
his sins being forgiven. Man, just take up your bed and walk. And he took up his bed and walked. You right. Know? So the same, what we see in that is the same power that forgives sin. It's the same power that heals. That heals. Right. And you can have both. You don't have to choose which one you rather have. You can have both. Right. Praise and God. And that's the same, you know, I've had people say, well, do you have to be saved to be healed? Well, if you look at Jesus's earthly ministry, nobody was saved no, that he no. t- touched because nobody could be saved until he died on the cross, went to hell, you know, and made a show of Satan openly, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, mm-hmm. then ascended to heaven. That's when salvation was made available. Yeah. Now, I don't understand if Jesus healed you, why you wouldn't want to serve him. Yeah. But for the believer, you, I, I think it's a good idea when, when Satan attacks your life in any area, whether it's, mm-hmm. and, and because we're talking about healing, uh, if he attacks your body uh, or your household, the first thing I would do would be to pray and check my life and ask God, yeah. is there an area where I have fell short, mm-hmm. which would be got into sin mm-hmm. that would cause this? Because if you're, it, the Bible says that trials and tribulations will come, persecution will come. You know, he, he talks about it rains on the just and the unjust. We are attacked and, and, and confronted with the same situations that, Everyday people are that the sinners are. Yeah. The difference is we have a savior. Yeah. The savior, when you are saved, also makes healing available. Mm-hmm. So I would want to check my life to make sure that I hadn't got off in an area or got slack in an area because whatever the area is you got slack in, you've now made available an area or an avenue for the enemy to come in. Yeah. Uh, that that's a good point, you know. I, we we should always examine our own heart and life, mm-hmm. make sure everything is all right. But just because that a person is sick doesn't necessarily mean that they've sinned. Right. In the tenth chapter of John's Gospel, uh, you know the the Bible tells about uh, uh, the thief. John ten and ten. Mm-hmm. The thief is come. That the who's the thief? The so, devil. Mm-hmm. He's come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. But that's not all that verse. Mm-hmm. Thank God. He said, but Jesus Jesus said, I have come mm-hmm. that you might have life and have it more right. abundant. So we know that, uh, you know, Jesus wants us to have an abundant life. Right. Well, uh, being sick all your life, like that man was in that condition yeah. 38 years, wasn't too much of abundant no. life, you know. Mm-mm. So, yes, it was the will of God to heal him. That's why he helped him, mm-hmm. you see. And God will use miracles like that to draw the unsaved. Well, and that was in John 10. In John 9, the disciples asked about the blind man, said, who has sinned, this man or his yeah. mother and father, to cause this to come on him? And Jesus said, neither but that the works of God would be manifest. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was what I had turned to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I said, you know, that if a person has a sickness, uh, you know, whatever it might be, it doesn't necessarily mean they have sin. Right. 
But we know that sin can be a result, or sickness can be a result of sin. Mm -hmm. If you persist in a certain sin, it can bring sickness Mm -hmm. and disease into your body. We know that from the Word of God. But in this case, this man, it said he was born blind. Mm -hmm. And they was really, I've always thought that was kind of a stupid question to ask, you know. Who did sin, this man or his parents, mm-hmm. that he was born? That How could he have sinned before he was born? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, it said, uh, you know, as you said, uh, when they asked him who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Well, like I said, how could he have sinned before he was ever born? Mm-hmm. And that's why he was born blind. He wasn't born yet. Yeah. You know, and Jesus simply, he answered the question simple. Neither, mm-hmm. neither this man nor his parents have sinned. In other words, that wasn't the reason he was born that right. way. And uh, he said, well, as you said, uh, he said, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Mm-hmm. Well, what was what was the works of God? Healing. Mm-hmm. To heal that man. Right. To give him his eyesight. Right. That was the works of God. Yeah. And Jesus said... I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day that the because the night cometh that no man can work. And so, uh, you know, we see there that sin, a particular sin, can cause sickness, mm-hmm. but also sickness, you know, the devil will attack you and bring sickness into your uh, body. It can be hereditary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may run certain types of diseases runs in people's family, but uh, it you can break that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be uh, accepting everything that the devil tries to put on you. Mm-hmm. And some people think, well, God put this on me to teach me something. That's one of the biggest lies the devil's ever told. Exactly. God does not use the devil's tactics right. to try to teach his children. Right. He instructs his children how? Mm-hmm. By his word, mm-hmm. you see. And uh, that's why we got to know what God said. Right. And, uh, you know, but people get that idea that, well, God must have some special reason why he's put this on me right. to teach me. The only thing I've ever learned about sickness is that it's awful. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yep. Yeah, I hate Sickness. I, I mean, I don't like it. There is no benefit. No, uh, <laughs> and because it's it, it pulls the life out of you. Right. It destroys your life. And so Jesus said, like I said there in John ten and ten, the thief is come, mm-hmm. but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Anything that steals, kills, and destroys is a work of the devil. Right. But Jesus said, "I've come mm-hmm. that you might have life and have more abundance." So abundantly. So everything that brings life or ministers life and brings abundance into your life, that's a work of God. Yep. And that there in John nine, the first part there where he he said, Neither this man or his parents, but that the works of God be made manifest mm-hmm. in his life. Why does the works of God have to be made manifest? Well, you have to go all the way back to Genesis. Yeah. The fall of Adam, when Adam fell, he gave the least rights, the ownership rights of this world to Satan right. for a season. 
Well, if he's the God of the world, then that's when sickness came on. So then God had to be able to send his son mm-hmm. as the second Adam to provide healing and to be able to produce the works of God so that people would know that there is a God that don't want you sick. Mm-hmm. There is a God that don't want you depressed. There is a God that, you know, is against death. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I used to kind of wonder, you know, about that myself. It's like he said, so the works of God be made manifest. For some people, it would almost seem like it's saying, well, I made him sick so I can prove that I can heal him. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. No, no. It, it proves that there is a, a, an adversary, the devil, mm-hmm. in the world, like the, the scripture says, that, that roams to and fro as, as a lion. He's not a lion, but as one, imitates one. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to look at those things, but we're, we're running, I think, maybe the last 20 minutes here. Um, I know another big one, and I think this is one that uh, I think Christians, well, people in general, but I think more so with Christians, is can unforgiveness cause sickness? Absolutely. Uh in Mark eleven twenty four, most most preachers or ministers that preach on faith mm-hmm. use this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it the faith chapter, yeah. you know. And uh, you know Jesus. They they were uh, going over to Bethany, and Jesus saw a fig tree afar off, and it still had its leaves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've read somewhere where it said that those types of fig trees sometimes would retain their leaves mm-hmm. and sometimes even a, a fig would be on it mm-hmm. even though it was past the time for fig and so Jesus being hungry went to it to, maybe because it had leaves on mm-hmm. it to get a fig there might be a fig on it and uh, when he saw that it had not produced anything he cursed it mm-hmm. he's cursed the fig tree from the roots mm-hmm. and uh so went on to Bethany. The next day they was going from Bethany back to Jerusalem. And Peter said, Master, look at that fig tree you cursed. Mm-hmm. He said, it's withered and dried up from the roots. And then Jesus said to them in verse 20, uh, 22, Jesus said, how faith in God. Mm-hmm. In other words, he was going to demonstrate to them how the faith of God works. Mm-hmm. Have the Faith, have faith in God. In the margin of my Bible, it says, have the God kind mm-hmm. of faith. People have faith in a lot of things that is yeah. not worth two cents, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but uh, he said, have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind? And he begins to say, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, that's the same whosoever that's in John 3, 16. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that whosoever, mm-hmm. it's the same whosoever. For I say unto you that whosoever shall say, remember we were talking yep. about confession, confession earlier, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Didn't mm-hmm. say anything about but his head. head. Right. You can have thoughts of doubt running all through your mind mm-hmm. and yet have faith in your heart. Mm-hmm. See, and that's where some people get tripped up. They think because 
you know, they're having these thoughts of uh, doubt, you know, or wandering and, and all and the devil trying to tell them, well, you know, uh, uh, God's not going to heal you. I mean, I'm, I mean, the devil meant God has healed some, mm-hmm. but it might not be his will to heal you mm-hmm. because, you know, don't you remember you said something to your neighbor and it hurt their feeling mm-hmm. and you never did get it straightened out, mm-hmm. you know, little things like that. The Bible says the little foxes spoils the yeah. mind. You know, it mm-hmm. don't have to be a great big thing. But uh, he said, and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, mm-hmm. the whosoever, mm-hmm. if he believes what he said mm-hmm. shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And uh, so, uh, you know, you have to, have faith in the word of God, the promises of God. And the Bible tells us that all the promises of God in him, that is in Christ Mm -hmm. are yes. And in him, amen. And so you, you speak the word of God in faith, believing in your heart, you say it with your mouth and it comes to pass. That's the same way you get saved. Mm -hmm. You cannot, you can believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God that he went to the cross and died and was for our sins, was buried and rose again the third day. You can believe that and still not be saved. Mm-hmm. I know because I were one of them. Mm-hmm. My parents brought us up in church. I've always believed in God. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember a time in my life that I ever doubted there was a God. I, I just believed because mm-hmm. of my mom and daddy taught us, you know, and I could see it in their life. I had no reason to doubt that there was a God, and yet I just had lost as a goose. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, some, you know, uh, especially when I got up in my teenage years and uh, got to drinking and messing, you know, uh, and why is it that uh, when you're around a bunch of drunks, they always wind up talking <laughs> about something in the Bible or yeah. about religion? Mm-hmm. And if somebody make the comment they didn't believe in this, uh, God business and this heaven and hell business, I'd cuss them out, mm-hmm. tell them how stupid they was for not believing, and I'm just as lost as they are. Right. So just believing's not enough. Mm-hmm. You believe in Christ that He died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again the third day, but you have to confess what you believe in your heart with your mouth. Mm-hmm. That, that's what the Bible teaches. That's what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. And people, you know. Uh, have, you know, court criticized us, you say, are you one of them blab it, name it, claim it, blab mm-hmm. it, and grab it people? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I am. Thank mm-hmm. God. Jesus is the one that taught it. Mm-hmm. You say, how can it be wrong if Jesus taught it? That's right. You have to say with your mouth what you believe in your heart based on the written word of God. Right. Amen. And uh, so he said, therefore, in verse 24, I say unto you what things ever you desire when you pray. Now, here's another thing. A lot of people say God never, I've even heard men preachers say this. God didn't promise to give you your desire. He just promised to meet your need. Well, that's not true. Right, right here he said mm-hmm. what things ever you desire. He didn't say mm-hmm. whatever things you need. Did he? Right. Well, <laughs> In uh, Matthew six thirty three, he said, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all, all. these things or needs 
mm-hmm. shall be given unto you. Mm-hmm. Get what need? Place to sleep, mm-hmm. a roof over your head, food to eat, clothes to wear. He said, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and what's right, that's simply what he's talking about. Just do what's right. God will just add these things. Right. You see? But here he's saying, what ain't things ever you desire? Mm-hmm. Well, if you desire to be healed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what it says, yep. what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it, mm-hmm. and you shall have it. Mm-hmm. That indicates a process. Mm-hmm. Now, the process for some is quicker than others. Mm-hmm. But whether, like we were talking about earlier, whether it's instant or whether it's over a process of time, either way, you, st- you still stand on the Word of God mm-hmm. and confess the Word of God, believe the Word of God, refuse to doubt, resist doubt and unbelief, and it said, you shall receive. But then no, they stopped there. A lot of preachers right. stopped right there. But verse 25 and 26 says, and. Mm-hmm. That means he's still talking about the same thing. They go together. They go together. Yep. And. When you stand praying, mm-hmm. forgive if you have awed against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. For, he said, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Right. And that's why I've always said sin is such a dangerous sin. I mean, uh, uh, unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Why it's so dangerous is because it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. As long as you carry unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, hatred towards another person, ill will, whatever, uh, you you can't be be forgiven either. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. Right. You see. And many people, I believe, probably the majority of them, don't receive their healing because they've got something in their heart against a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. You see, and uh, God, God makes it plain. He's because He said when He's talking about how the faith of God works, you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, and you shall have it. And then He says, "And mm-hmm. yeah." <laughs> in other words, but if you, in other words, if you've got unforgiveness or ill will. Mm-hmm you know, bitterness, whatever, towards somebody, and you don't forgive, mm-hmm. then God can't forgive you. He won't. Yeah. And medical science has even proven that people yeah. that uh, are bitter, which yeah. is uh, a, a side effect or a, mm-hmm. a, a product of unforgiveness, mm-hmm. that bitterness and hatred uh, will cause sickness. They've even sure. proved that sure. medically. Yeah, sure. You know. Hey, um, can I... Uh, yeah. Chime in here. Yeah. What do you think, both of y'all, and just shooting this out, but what do y'all think uh, in regards to uh, the biggest portion of the church has some form of unforgiveness deal to, dealt with something that's been within their past? And I think that's one of the things that sort of stifles sometimes the body of Christ is that that in, in there. And I'll turn it over and let y'all discuss. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it is... Uh, you know, uh, Jesus said, I believe it's in the uh, 17th or 18th chapter of Luke's gospel, 
that uh, uh, Jesus, uh, let me, I'm going to flip over there right quick to make sure, but Jesus was telling them that, uh, you know, that he said, uh, men ought to always pray and not to faint. In other words, not to quit, not to give up. But uh, he was also talking about, you know, if a, a brother sins against you seven times in a day. Now, you said that's, that's a lot in, mm-hmm. in one day. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he comes back to you and repents, you shall forgive him. Mm-hmm. And he said, they was thinking seven times in one day? He said, I not only say seven times, but 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, 400, 490 times <laughs> in one day if a brother sinned. Now, I don't believe they go be, be that much. Does that mean the 491st time you knock his head off? <laughs> no. It's what Jesus was trying to get across to him, no matter what they do to you, if they turn back to you and forgive, you must forgive them. Mm-hmm. And then the disciples said, well, boy, if we've got to forgive like that, we got to have more faith. He said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus didn't zap them with a faith gun uh-uh. and say, well, now you got it. Right. He said, use the faith you got. Right. God's not going to zap you with a faith gun and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you got mountain moving faith. You, you got to use the faith you got. Yeah. And forgive simply because God said to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't know what they done to me. No, I may not. Right. But that it don't make no difference. Mm-hmm. You've got to forgive. You've got to release them. Because if you don't forgive, God cannot and will not mm-hmm. forgive you. Yeah. That's plain and simple. Yeah. And I, I look at it, too, as uh, in Ephesians uh, 6.12, he, you know, he says there, for we wrestle not. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that, that means fight amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. So automatically right there, if if you're watching right now and Mm -hmm. and you're struggling with somebody else in the church or family or whatever that you feel like they've done you wrong or hurt your feelings or spoke ill about you, you got to forgive them because he says, right, we wrestle not against, if you're wrestling against flesh and blood, it, 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 it's like spinning your wheels in the, in the mud. You ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he says, but it's against principalities and against spiritual rulers of darkness of the world and in high places. Mm-hmm. So the enemy, a, a person can be doing something for God and be a blessing in the ministry, and another person can be a blessing in the ministry. But those two people have a disagreement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it seems like we've gotten to a place where everybody's supposed to just be a yes man. Well, the only time you should just be a yes man is, uh, first of all, to Jesus, whatever he says, yes, Lord. Seconds to your wife if you're married. That'll that'll help you (laughs) a lot. But, you know, we have to have people's going to have different viewpoints. Yeah, there's different sides of a mountain, mm-hmm. and if the end goal is you get to the top, then so be it. But you know, we we get so upset with people if they don't agree with us or if they've done something out of line. That's between them and God. 
your job is to forgive and love. Yeah. Forgive and love. Yeah. And I always tell you, well, I, 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 I can love them. I just don't know if I can forgive them. Or some mm-hmm. people say, well, I forgive them, but I just, I don't know if I can love them. Mm-hmm. Well, until you've hung on the cross, because the Bible says while we, that means all of us, mm-hmm. were yet sinners, mm-hmm. Christ died. Yeah. He already knew that I was going to miss it. Mm-hmm. I was going to lose my temper. I was going to make mistakes. I may hurt somebody's feelings, intentional or unintentional. You know, I think a lot of times people's feelings can be hurt, but it's unintentional. Mm-hmm. But instead of having the love of God where we can have a relationship to where I could, well, even, you know, me and Josh, we we do some remodeling and stuff down here. I don't know that everything that's been done is exactly how I'd do it, or maybe we've done something the way I thought it should be done, and maybe he didn't totally agree with it, but we find common ground and work together. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to, if I have a problem with Josh or even you, mm-hmm. I should be able to come to you according to the Scriptures in love and say, how did you mean this? How did this? Because if we can talk things out, a lot of times we prevent bitterness, strife, and unforgiveness because mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time, I believe it's a miscommunication, a misunderstanding, and we can prevent the unforgiveness. Yeah. Because unforgiveness not only can cause the sickness, but it can cause you to become stagnant in what God's called you to be or called you into because the gifts will not flow out of you because of unforgiveness. That's right, yeah. Yeah, we we have to purpose in our heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, That scripture I was thinking about a while ago says, if you from your heart Mm -hmm. forgive not everyone their trespasses, Mm -hmm. neither will the Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Mm -hmm. So you have to, forgiveness is not a feeling. Mm -hmm. I've heard people you know, say, well, I, 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 you know, tell them you, you've got to forgive that. Well, I, I know I need to forgive them, but I, I just don't feel like I can. Well, if you go by your feelings, you never yeah. will. Yeah. But forgiveness is of the heart. Mm-hmm. You have to purpose in your heart. I forgive that person. Mm-hmm. You and when you, uh, you know, uh, and pray for them. You know, say, Lord, I, I forgive that. And if you have to, go to the person and say, you know, I, I've sinned against you. I've, I've held wrong feelings towards you, mm-hmm. and I've said things about you to others that I shouldn't have said, had no business saying, but I'm asking you to forgive me yeah. because of it. I, I, I want to be forgiven. Right. And I forgive you because, uh, you know, like you said, there may have been a misunderstanding mm-hmm. about what happened anyway, but uh, irregardless. You have to purpose, and I purpose to forgive that purpose, that person. I purpose in my heart. I'm not going to hold bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness against them. And then you'll feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you're around that person, them old feelings, mm-hmm. try to, well, you remember what they done. You remember what they said. Well, that's the devil, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. trying to get you out of the love walk and out of faith. But I, I've, I've had that happen many times, but I'd say, no, I won't accept that. Mm-hmm. That's not from God. I purposed in my heart. I forgave that person way back there. Right. I'm not holding any unforgiveness against them. 
I pray for them. Mm-hmm. I pray for God's blessing to be on their life. Right. You know, and the devil will leave. Yep. But, you know, he's persistent. Mm-hmm. He'll try to come back and say, well, you know, you saw them the other day and they rolled their eyes at you. Well, what, di- what big deal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I roll my eyes yeah. sometimes. You know? <laughs> but uh, I just say, no, I won't accept that. Mm-hmm. That That's not from God. I said, I've already purposed in my heart. I forgave them a long time ago. Right. So, devil, you just get on with that. I, I love that person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for them. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, love never fails. Never. Never. And yep. so you have to purpose in your heart. I'm going to do it because I purpose to. Mm-hmm. I'll do, I'll obey what the Word of God says. I don't want to be in a position where God can't forgive me. Mm-hmm. That, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, really you know, dangerous. Dangerous. I, well, matter of fact, uh, outside of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it's probably the most dangerous sin they are. Right. You know, yeah. it, you you got to forgive people no matter yeah. what they've done. Yeah. And uh, you, you said people say, yeah, but you just don't know. No, I'm, I know I don't know, but God does. Yep. And he didn't say, well, if they do certain things, you don't have to forgive them. Right. He just said, you got to forgive them, period. Right. Amen. You know? Yeah. Well, our time is gone again. <laughs> so it does Boy, fly when you're having fun. Yeah, it gets gone in a but, hurry. Uh, we trust that something we've been sharing and discussing has blessed you, has helped you. Uh, if it has, let us know in the comments. Remember again to like and share this. The more people we can reach, the more lives can be changed by the power of God. Until next time, God bless you, and have a great week. Amen.